0: From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at TNTradio.live. You're with Steve Malsberg on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks,
1: welcome aboard. It's four minutes past the hour of 9 p.m. on Wednesday night here on the East Coast of the United States. And you know what day and time it is wherever you are partaking of the Steve Mallsberg show here on TNT. Uh, lots of news, that immigration bill, that infamous immigration bill that's going to solve all of the problems with immigration within the United States. It's what people have been clamoring for for eternity. And Donald Trump has sabotaged it. He didn't want the Republicans to pass it because he wants to run on it. So the best bill of ever that will solve all our problems um, did not pass. It did not pass the Senate. Forget about the House. It wasn't even coming up in the House. It failed. It needed 60 votes. It got 49 votes. You had um, uh, five Democrats voting against it, including Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. OK, the usual uh, suspects there. Uh, and you had uh, four Democrats, uh, four uh, re- uh, Republicans voting yes. So it was a buy partisan rejection because they love to call this a bipartisan bill. This was a bipartisan bill. Why? Because he had one Republican, one independent and one Democrat working on it in the negotiations. So before anybody ever saw the bill, let alone vote on it, it was a bipartisan bill. Um well, guess what? This was a bipartisan defeat of this crappy, phony piece of legislation that's never going to see the light of day. Because not even all Democrats would vote for it. Even if they did, it wouldn't be enough. But so that's the story with the bill. Dead, not even on arrival in the House. It ain't arriving in the House. So that's uh, that's the good news. That's good news. Tucker Carlson, haven't yet seen the interview with Vladimir Putin. Uh, maybe he did it. Maybe he didn't. But it's not. We haven't seen it yet. Yesterday, we started to talk about it. Okay. Let me jump ahead for a second and tell you what's going on. Uh, a member of the um, another a member of the um, European Union Parliament threatened sanctions against Tucker Carlson over the Putin interview. Okay, how's that? He wants travel restrictions. Uh, A member of the European Parliament is calling on the legislative body to consider imposing sanctions on Tucker Carlson. (laughs) Vladimir Putin. Um, The interview is causing all this, of course. And the guy's name is, I'll give you the guy's name right now, MEP Guy Verhofstadt, a former Belgium prime minister. I'm probably mispronouncing his name, not on purpose. This is according to Newsweek. Uh, He floated the idea of a travel ban for tucker carlson now the eu has had trouble imposing sanctions on individuals uh, directly connected to the kremlin Uh, so i i just i don't see how this has a future but this is even insane to consider even insane to bring up i mean wouldn't you think so so that's where we are and of course uh there's more criticism kind of i got i got chris cuomo kind of confusing me but i want you to hear from Tucker Carlson, and we're going to play one of the bites we played, the only bite we played last night. Play that again in case you're, you're not up to date on this. So let's start, uh, if we can, and uh, why don't we start with uh, cut number
2: 73. We're in Moscow tonight. We're here to interview the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. We'll be doing that soon. There are risks to conducting an interview like this, obviously. So we've thought about it carefully over many months. Here's why we're doing it. First, because it's our job. We're in journalism. Our duty is to inform people. Two years into a war that's reshaping the entire world, most Americans are not informed. They have no real idea what's happening in this region, here in Russia or 600 miles away in Ukraine. But they should know. They're paying for much of it in ways they might not fully yet perceive. And that is very important, as we talked a
1: little bit about yesterday, when it comes to this war, as you'll hear tuckle, t- Tucker Tuckle, <laughs> maybe that's a nickname, as you'll hear Tucker uh, allude to, uh, this has affected the economy of the United States, the world economy to an extent certainly, and the, and the economy of the United States, not the least of. Uh, The problem is that we're paying billions and billions, hundreds of billions of dollars, unaccounted for money to Ukraine, unaccounted for. Okay, and it's where's it going? Let's see an accounting of it. Let's see a record of where it's going. Nobody has an interest in that. You know, Zelensky comes. He wears his T-shirt. He talks to Congress and he's a big hero. Can't afford a shirt with a collar. You know, you, 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 when you come to speak in, in this country before Congress, put on a jacket and a tie. I'm sure we could find one for you. Enough with the, the image. Enough with the image with, of the T-shirt and whatever the heck else he wears. Okay. So here's, uh, let's continue with Tucker Carlson explaining all of this um, because I guess it needs explaining. Here's cut number 74.
2: The post-World War II economic order, the system that guaranteed prosperity in the West for more than 80 years, is coming apart very fast and along with it the dominance of the U.S. dollar. These are not small changes, they are history-altering developments. They will define the lives of our grandchildren. Most of the world understands this perfectly well, they can see it. Ask anyone in Asia or the Middle East what the future looks like. And yet the populations of the English-speaking countries seem mostly unaware. They think that as nothing has really changed. And they think that because no one has told them the truth. Their media outlets are corrupt. They lie to their readers and viewers. And they do that mostly by omission. For example, since the day the war in Ukraine began, American media outlets have spoken to scores of people from Ukraine and they've done scores of interviews with Ukrainian President Zelensky. We ourselves have put in a request for an interview with Zelensky and we hope he accepts. But the interviews he's already done in the United States are not traditional interviews. They are fawning pep sessions specifically designed to amplify Zelensky's demand that the U.S. enter more deeply into a war in Eastern Europe and pay for it.
1: Don't you love he used the word omission? How the media covers this story in a not forthright manner. Omission. How many times have I used that term on these airwaves? And I've done it before. I've I've been doing it for, for years. Fake news by omission. And that's what this media does all the time. If it doesn't fit the narrative, they won't mention it. Donald Trump today did blah, 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 blah. Oh, Barack Obama did it five times. Shh. Don't have to tell anybody that. Don't have to tell anybody that. Joe Biden seems to have made up a story. <laughs> Must be because he's old. Oh, he had a drop out of the uh, the race in 1988. The presidential race because he was caught plagiarizing and lying about his law school record and his college record. Oh, shh, we don't have to tell them that. Fake news by omission happens all of the time, all of the time to protect the narrative. And it's happening, as Tucker correctly points out, to a great extent with the uh, Ukraine issue. Absolutely. These, These softball interviews that are given to Zelensky, you know, or, or when, when when anybody in the administration is asked about it. And when Biden originally said, originally, before Putin went in, was asked what we're going to do. Well, we'll see how far he goes in. We'll see what he, you know. In other words, you know, we know he's going. Well, let's see what he does. You know, but now it's like, oh, 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 he have to we have to defeat Putin. He must go. Yeah, Putin's going to go. We're going to defeat Putin now. Talk about endless wars, but okay, I don't want to step on Tucker's time. That might hurt Tucker if I step on his time.
2: Ouch. I don't know what I'm saying, but here we go to cut 75. That is not journalism. It is government propaganda, propaganda of the ugliest kind, the kind that kills people. At the same time, our politicians and media outlets have been doing this, promoting a foreign leader like he's a new consumer brand, not a single western journalist has bothered to interview the president of the other country involved in this conflict vladimir putin most americans have no idea why putin invaded ukraine or what his goals are now they've never heard his voice that's wrong americans have a right to know all they can about a war they're implicated in and we have the right to tell them about it because we are americans too freedom of speech is our birthright we were born with the right to say what we believe That right cannot be taken away no matter who is in the white house but they're trying anyway okay
1: saying you were born to say what you believe with the right to say what you believe you weren't born with the right to go on television and say what you believe otherwise we'd have a long line of people waiting for their god-given right i know what you mean tucker and eva but but i think that's that's taking it to a different place um you do have to find you used to have to find uh, people who would hire you that would allow you to do that. Now, as in Tucker's case, uh, you know, he's on Twitter and uh, he's kind of his own boss. And he's good. I mean, I'm sure um, Elon Musk has some say, but nonetheless, uh, he's going to have his, uh, his God given right exercised, as he puts it. And, and it's good. It's good. I, I don't think that Tucker's going to sit there and toss. Vladimir Putin softballs. I don't think that at all. I'd be very disappointed if he did. I've been disappointed in Tucker. I'd be I'd been very disappointed in Tucker. When he's done interviews, was it with um? I want to get it right. Um, Kanye West or was it? What the, but he's got the new name, Kanye West, and there were these. Um, it turned out after the interview aired on Fox. Someone got a hold of outtakes, and there were these troubling anti-Semitic outtakes from West. Why didn't Tucker tell us that? Why did Tucker take that out of the interview? And he's had other guests. He did have other guests on his show at Fox who made, to me, to me, anti-Semitic kind of remarks, and he never challenged them. So that bothers me. That bothers me. But I, I'd, I'd be very disturbed if he just, you know, says, oh, boy, isn't Zelensky, Zelensky evil? Oh, you know, isn't the, what, isn't the United States doing you an injustice? I don't, I, don't, I don't anticipate those kinds of things. I think he'll press Putin as best as anybody could press Putin. Putin won't answer what he doesn't want to answer, I'm sure. But this is, who, what journalist... Again, Tucker's not a journalist to me. I'm not a journalist. I'm a talk show host. Tucker's a talk show host. Almost everybody in media these days, especially the ones who call themselves journalists, they're talk show hosts. Journalists are not supposed to have opinions. Journalists are supposed to cover stories straight and narrow down the middle. You find me the journalists out there today. I don't think they exist. So other talk show hosts, Christiane Amanpour has said she's tried many, many times when the news of tucker came out that she's tried many many times since the war started to get putin he won't do it a, a, a lot of people jesse was it jesse waters or somebody today on fox said they've tried nothing i mean i'd love to get putin on i'd love to get a lot of people on okay why would you turn it down why would you say no but he's tucker carlson he was evil he was a target he they wanted him off the air. Even when he was on Fox, the left, the same left that says Donald Trump is gonna go after news outlets that he doesn't like. Oh, you mean like you, the left, have been going after Fox for a decade? Again, they're accusing you, that means they're doing it. Okay, let's go
2: to 76. Almost three years ago, the Biden administration illegally spied on our text messages, and then leaked the contents to their servants in the news media. They did this in order to stop a Putin interview that we were planning. Last month, we're pretty certain they did exactly the same thing once again. But this time, we came to Moscow anyway. We are not here because we love Vladimir Putin. We are here because we love the United States, and we wanted to remain prosperous and free. We paid for this trip ourselves. We took no money from any government or group nor are we charging people to see the interview. It is not behind a paywall. Anyone can watch the entire thing, shot live to tape and unedited, on our website, TuckerCarlson.com. Elon Musk, to his great credit, has promised not to suppress or block this interview once we post it on his platform, X, and we're grateful for that. Western governments, by contrast, will certainly do their best to censor this video on other, less principled platforms because That's what they do. They are afraid of information they can't control. But you have no reason to be afraid of it. We are not encouraging you to agree with what Putin may say in this interview, but we are urging you to watch it. You should know as much as you can. And then, like a free citizen and not a slave, you can decide for yourself. Thanks. I I can't
1: wait. I really can't wait to see this interview. And once I see it, I will be able to bring it to you. Uh cut up of course and not maybe not it's in in its entirety but we'll bring you the uh what I consider to be the key points. Now, he talked about how 3 years ago he they the he believes the Biden administration leaked his personal texts text messages in an effort to undermine a, a planned interview or an, a, an attempt to plan an interview with Putin. And he says a month ago, they've done, they, he believes they started doing it again. Karine jean the first black lesbian, check, check. Uh, White House press correspondent, the self-proclaimed historical figure, um, was asked yesterday about Tucker's claim. And here is what she said, cut 77.
2: Tucker Carlson is in Moscow and just confirmed that he's going to be interviewing Russian President Vladimir Putin he argues that uh, Americans have a right to know all they can about a war they're implicated in. Uh, Carlson contended in his uh, preview video that the Biden administration has opposed and even attempted to hinder his attempts to in interview Putin. Uh, do you have? Uh, Wait,
3: say so that that last part again? He said that uh,
2: the Biden administration has allegedly attempted to prevent him from interviewing Vladimir Putin. Um, do you have a comment on either the interview or that allegation?
4: Absolutely not.
2: Or absolutely not a comment or absolutely not that didn't happen
4: absolutely not a comment to
1: be more clear period so she won't comment on it she won't deny it so what does that tell you i mean she's imagine they didn't do that she'd say what that's the most ridiculous thing i ever heard oh absolutely no comment <laughs> she didn't have to read that one she had that one in her head bravo historic figure bravo now we know why you're there you're so qualified okay chris cuomo formerly of abc news formerly of cnn now on news nation um weighing in on tucker and the uh, interview
5: with putin here is cut number 85. tucker carlson is getting exactly what he wants attention he's in russia interviewing vladimir putin Now, frankly, I don't care. His explanation of why he's doing it, that he's a journalist and he needs to inform people, he can call himself whatever he wants. I think uh, his work is demonstrable as not being just about giving people information. He has a point of view, and often it's not aligned with the facts. Um, Megyn Kelly, also um, a pundit from the right. Uh, interviewed Putin in 2018 and got beat up by almost everybody uh, in what was the first criticism that kind of led to her failing at the network level. Why? Because that's not what these people are. That's what Barbara Walters was, okay? That's what big time network people practice to learn how to do uh, in a way that is more than just pushing propaganda oh
1: big time network people that's what they learn how to do screw tucker carlson screw megan kelly they're just gonna put forth an agenda unlike someone like me and journalists big network people who spend years learning how to do this (laughs) are you kidding me chris cuomo of all people are you kidding me? Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Ah, those little people, those little Megyn Kelly and Tucker, you should be Megyn Kelly or Tucker Carlson when it comes to bigness in this industry. <laughs> the man who said, whoever said uh, during George Floyd riots, whoever said demonstrations have to be peaceful. <laughs> uh, don't, don't get me started on the list. We have an example of something that, that's going to make you open your eyes in a second so he trashes tucker he trashes megan kelly gratuitously and he says i don't really care about this but you know tucker sucks he's gonna give you a point of view blah 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 here's cut 86 the
5: real issue is why putin picked megan kelly why she why he picked tucker carlson Now, I'll tell you why he picked Barbara Walters, because she told me the story. She worked it through intermediaries that she would give him a fair shot, but she'd ask him questions he wasn't going to like. Now, you could argue I haven't seen Carlson's. I'll have to see what he asks. Megyn Kelly did not grill the guy the way she grills me all the time. I knew Barbara Walters. She was a mentor to me. Carlson and Megyn Kelly are tormentors (laughs) to me, so I know them as well. But just for a little point of contrast. You can look up Megyn Kelly's interview. Here's what Barbara Walters was like.
4: You seem to have made a strategic and historic choice to become much closer to the West, to the United States. This could be a risk for you here at home where not everybody wants you to be that close. Several Russian defectors have testified before the U.S. Congress that there are Soviet-era Portable nuclear bombs, so-called nuclear suitcases, missing from Russia. I'm going to ask you a terrible question. Did you ever order anyone killed?
0: Yeah. (laughs) All
4: right, those were pretty
1: good questions. You know, but to say I'm going to ask you a terrible question, okay, but those were pretty good questions to Putin, right? I have nothing against Barbara Walters, you know, may she rest in peace. I don't. I don't have any problem with her. Whatever. She was a pioneer for women. All that kind of stuff. Great. 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 But but Barbara Walters. I remember when she fell in love with Fidel Castro. Just loved Fidel Castro. As a matter of fact, we have for you, ladies and gentlemen. You're so lucky. Uh, we have for you a little um, a little montage. Is Barbara Walters in 2002 with Castro? Then she's on The View in 2014. Then we have her on The Tonight Show. Um, so, So watch, just, here's Cut 87.
4: For Castro, freedom starts with education. And if literacy alone were the yardstick, Cuba would rank as one of the freest nations on Earth. The literacy rate is 96%.
2: We're gonna play a little word association, Barbara. I'm gonna name some of the people you interviewed and tell me what word first pops in your mind when I say the name, okay? Here we go, Fidel Castro. Uh,
4: maybe the most charismatic person i've met wow yeah, oh my God. yeah. people haven't seen the interview they have to go youtube it it's yeah. incredible absolutely it was an incredible interview every time there is a, a crisis in the in central america i try to get through to fidel castro
3: so you did interview i have
4: interviewed castro? and mm-hmm. i get this is true i get a christmas card every year from fidel castro it comes in march <laughs> oh that's so lovely she gets a christmas card from fidel castro
1: if education you know where the where uh, the 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 how societies were judged uh cuba would be in the top three the literacy rate is 98 percent. says who castro how many did you go interview the prisoners he had locked up while you interviewed him in cuba Oh yeah, this was a this was a this was a great interview. Oh my god. Yeah, this is the example Cuomo cites. Okay? Barbara Walters. Now, I want to show you this Chris Cuomo thing. During the pandemic, 2020, Chris Cuomo said he got COVID. I believe him. Did his show on CNN from the basement. Okay? Then one day this happens and this happens to be Um, Our next cut, which is cut number 88.
5: All right, here is the official re-entry from the basement, cleared by CDC. A little sweaty, just worked out, happens. This is what I've been dreaming of, literally, for weeks. My wife, (laughs) she was cleared by the CDC. She doesn't have fever, she doesn't have the symptoms anymore, more than seven days from her quarantine. We're still a little scared, so I'll just give you one of these. 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 Bella has, of course, taken the video. This is the dream, just to be back up here doing normal things. Thank you for being so nice to me. Thank you for taking care of everything you had to. Thank you for taking care of me. And Bella, thank you for stepping up and now adding family videographer to your resume. Yes,
2: President. She's
5: rolling her eyes. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> it's not for me. Ah, thank you. This is for when we go outside. Um, that's what we have to do now, all of us in New York. So, anyway, I'm back. Let's get after it.
1: Okay. So, he gave you the impression, right? He came up from the basement. A uh, little sweaty, working out. Happens. <laughs> hey, egomaniacal. But, 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 prior to that, emerging from the basement oh this is the dream oh daylight my family i could see everybody he had an encounter allegedly never denied it with an older man on a bicycle while he and his family were at the site of a new home of theirs being built or something out in the hamptons the guy in the bicycle saw him and confronted him he was allegedly was out with his family on the street and from what i recall i don't think he had the mask whether he did or not it doesn't matter for this because he made it seem like oh oh this is the dream oh i've been in that basement oh this is the here i am oh hello children hello wife baloney baloney what a joke what a you can't believe anything just remember that. You can't believe it. one more, then we'll get a break and then we're gonna have a we going to change topics a little bit. Um, here is cut number, as he, this is going back to his uh, uh, news nation show, he brings on Geraldo. Uh Here is cut number 89. Tucker loves Russia, Russia loves Tucker. Uh, is, was this a, a setup
3: to uh, you know to get the American right uh, uh, to oppose uh, even more uh, stridently aid to Ukraine? Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, Tucker is definitely welcome to interview anywhere in the world. He certainly wants to. Uh, but if uh, if it is just a, a kind of a mutual love affair, then uh, you know, what, how is the American public served? I I, I, I don't know. Right. Uh, I, look, I suspend judgment, waiting for him.
5: Yeah, we haven't seen the interview. Um, but even if. It's what, you know, arguably the Megyn Kelly interview was with Putin, which was um, all flash, no cash. That's a big part of the business, though. What I don't get is the media jumping up and down about this, as they did with Megyn Kelly. Anybody would take the interview if they got it. If you get a get like this, I've asked to interview Putin like six times. I can't get him. He doesn't want to talk to me. I don't blame him.
1: Okay, so there you go. Now, I want to remind everybody that last December, Julian Assange's two-day public hearing was announced for, well, will be here in a, in a week or so, right? February 20th and 21st, two weeks, at the UK High Court to determine whether Julian will have permission to appeal or whether he will be extradited to the United States. TNT will be at the Royal Courts of Justice broadcasting and covering the entire two days if that's necessary. And tnt will broadcast from various locations throughout london so keep it tuned here folks lighting the fuse for freedom today's news talk tnt tnt's darren denslow yeah i'm mean, talking about the illness actually that has done has been doing the rhymes not have we only seen a a mass influx of people waving their covid tests online look i got a red line it's like oh my god are still testing or people you know trying to encourage others to wear their masks um, but there has been a talk of a dry cough. There have been doctors connecting. We've seen loads of cases of that. Uh, have you been suffering from you know a bit of cough and flu or cold or COVID? Well, Darren, I, COVID. I,
3: test,
0: I, I just I just did my eighth test, uh, and okay. um, I, I'm just going to keep doing it until I get lines and lines. Why? Well, because work's coming back up, isn't it? Digging Deeper with DD Denslow on today's News Talk TNT.
5: People might tell you that Lyme doesn't kill people, but we are losing people. People disappear from their lives.
2: One of the scariest things that I had to deal with was uh, memory loss. Not just like I don't remember what I did last week, but like. I forgot all the words to my own songs. I remember going to my primary care physician and he was like, you are 100% healthy, there's nothing wrong with you. And my response was, that's impossible, I'm dying. I wasn't working, so I had all of these hospital bills and we had to
1: move out of our home and move into my parents' basement. I just wish I could have truly been present in those big moments, you know, when she took her first steps or, you know, her first day of preschool. Lime is such a thief and it goes undetected because no one is looking for it.
2: For more information and prevention tips, go to projectlime.org. If you're talking about it,
0: we're talking about it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All
1: right, folks, welcome back. Uh, if you were with us yesterday, you heard uh, China expert Gordon Chang on with us. Um, and uh, we talked about what Christopher Wray, the FBI director, testified. Before Congress, the uh, the impending um, cyber attack that China has planned for us, with a date he said circled by China of 2027, uh, Gordon said it could be 2025, and this would target all of our civilian uh, you know infrastructure, uh, everything we rely on. We wouldn't have. Uh, we also heard about uh, other threats that we discussed uh, with Gordon the. Uh, record number of Chinese uh, uh, nationals coming across our border, southern border, by San Jose, most of them, a lot of them uh, men, military age, who Gordon predicted horrific things from eventually, that they're coming here to do a lot of dirty work when given the order. And so it's frightening. China is our enemy, and China is scary, and China is frightening. And then we talk about uh, you know, our our, our our trade with China, what we rely on China for. And that's a little too much, too, obviously. There's so many ways they could get us. So I want to welcome in somebody who knows a lot about that. Obviously, that's why he's with us. Uh, Kenneth Raposa, industry analyst from the Coalition for a Prosperous America, former staff foreign correspondent for The Wall Street Journal, and a senior contributor to Forbes covering China since 2011. I used to say 2011, but I, I'm, I'm now acquiescing to the 20. You know, and then the date. Anyway, Kenneth, welcome. Uh, appreciate you coming on, sir. Uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, Steve. All right. So let's let's talk about, and you've you've covered this extensively, and I've touched on this, but I'm no expert. Uh, the the EVs. And first of all, tell us how how reliant we are upon China if we ever. Hope, and I don't have any interest in this, but if this nation hopes to achieve the the self-imposed date uh, for no more fossil fuel running cars will be sold, only EVs. I think the date is uh, like six years from now or something like that. How dependent on China are we to achieve, even if if it's even
0: achievable, that goal? Well, let's put it this way. Don't think of it so much as a car, right? Think of it as the battery that makes the car run. And the top 10 producers of EV batteries in the nation, of the top 10, I think China's Chinese companies are uh, They're definitely number one. A company called Cato is number one. Another one called BYD is, I think, number two or three. And there's about six others that are Chinese. Uh, the rest would be Panasonic, which is Japanese, and you have a two or three Korean firms. You notice that I didn't say that BMW is in there or Mercedes. There is no such thing as a Canadian EV battery producer. And is and the only one in the United States that, that does it is Tesla, and they mostly do it in cahoots with Panasonic. Most Teslas you'll see on the road today are either powered by a Panasonic battery or a cadle and a BYD. I'm sure that they think the text of Tesla does have their own proprietary tech as well, but for the most part. Tesla is reliant on Cato, BYD, and Japanese uh, Panasonic. So you you don't have a you don't have an EV industry without Chinese uh, batteries. They don't it doesn't exist, and the Western world doesn't make EV batteries with the exception, like I said, of Tesla, and they're not a top ten battery producer in the world. So th- theoretically speaking, and there were so many directions to go here, but but what pops
1: into my demented mind? Theoretically speaking, um, if they don't attack us with the cyber attack and 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 you know d- disable us uh, permanently anyway, uh, let's say we okay we go through with this. No more fossil fuel cars. Everything is geared towards uh, you know the the EVs, whatever. And then a year into it or so, China says, guess what? No more. I mean, we're we'd be. Again, that, I know this is just one example, but we'd be pretty screwed, right? Because we we wouldn't have the ability to make them.
0: Well, forget EVs. What about things like solar? I mean, China controls a lot of the renewable energy supply chain in this country, in the world. I mean, Europe is like panicking now because they can't make solar panels. It's all pretty much Chinese. Just as they've decided they're not going to be reliant on Russian natural gas, which they were reliant on in terms of imports. I think Russian natural gas is like 35%. They've gone from Russian natural gas to now uh, relying on Chinese solar. Uh, China is the renewable energy OPEC. So, you know, China has really played Washington and Brussels climate change fears like a fiddle. They said, "Okay, I know you want to create a post-fossil fuel economy. You want to redo the energy grid. You want to redo the transportation grid. That's great. We're going to help you. We're not going to lower our greenhouse gases, but what we're Mm -hmm. going to do is we're going to control the, we're going to control the EV battery supply chain because all the minerals that go in there, China's a big player. We're going to be the biggest electric vehicle producer in the world, with the exception of Tesla. Every other company car is Chinese. I think a Volkswagen ID4 might be a top 10 worldwide. Uh, we're going to run the entire solar supply chain, which they do. And wind turbines, which is essentially a European industry, is is re- being replaced by Chinese with Goldwind Science and Technology now uh in line like with uh vestus is of term- in terms of being a number one producer of uh wind turbines now
1: yeah let, let me ask you uh, pardon my ignorance but is it because they have certain technological know-how that we don't have i know in the case of the battery i know they have the um the ingredients, let's say, and then they have slave labor mining it and getting it. But why why solar panels and wind turbines? Why would we be relying on China for that? That seems, again, to a layman, uh, that seems pretty straightforward and easy to do. Why can't we do it?
0: Well, we can do it. Let's look at solar. Solar was an American industry. It came out of Silicon Valley. Those little silicon chips get turned into wafers that get plugged into a solar cell that looks like a like, you know a big circle if you can imagine like a like a like a mirror pancake that gets <laughs> turned into solar panels right uh this was designed in the United States that industry died because a lot of the guys who came up with that idea in the first place either their IP was stolen number one or number two the company said hey I don't want to make it I don't want to make this widget for ten dollars. I'm going to go to China and make it for one dollar. What? I I, I can make even more money. So that's what happens. We shot ourselves in the foot. So and China said, you know, we'll do it. You know, so China, of course, they're a manufacturing powerhouse in the Western world. They've been doing it for since at least they've entered the World Trade Organization and they've just become a big player. And the reason they become a big player, let's not forget, is because the West, Europe, Canada, United States said we don't want to make it. We want you to do it because a right. lot of the stuff is dirty stuff. It's dirty stuff. You know, you're crushing quartz stone or whatever it is to make polysilicon and all of a sudden that goes up the supply chain in these products from lithium we have here in the United States. But other things like cobalt, this is a messy gig. It's a messy gig. And the Western world doesn't want to do it. Europe doesn't want to do it. Uh, United States doesn't want to do it. I mean, they'd like to do it. I'm sure they would like to do it. But to get to get approved for a mine, to get approved to do these things. Takes so long. There's so many rules. China doesn't have those rules. They'll just throw the toxic waste down a river. We can't do that in Canada and the United States. So we'll do it in China instead. We'll save the planet in China. So, Kenneth,
1: that's why uh in the eyes of many, maybe one of the reasons why um, China gets a pass. Oh, the balloon, the spy balloon. Oh, that's not a spy balloon. Oh, they, they're, they're uh, pollution levels at oh, it's, it's, it's getting better. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's getting better. I, and, and many, many other things, um, where China gets a pass and, uh, oh, China I flew all over the world with, uh, uh president Xi more than anybody. else. yeah. Great guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 China. Oh, they don't, they're our friend, whatever. It, I mean, at the left and you don't hear about this in the media the media doesn't when they do these stories on you know green energy and and all that kind of stuff in the future and evs and solar panels and and um and wind turbines which is news to me uh, they don't tell you by the way without china we're screwed we need them to make all this for us so they buy the ability to get away with many many other things in many many unrelated uh, arenas because our, our we're relying on them
0: for this right and it, let's not forget again europe and i'm sure your leader justin trudeau is no different than mine joe biden no, no. Well, I'm yeah. Americans.
1: I'm American.
0: <laughs> OK, I'm, OK. I thought TNT yeah. was OK. OK, well, Justin Trudeau, no, 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 T- was, Yeah,
1: our, our hosts are from all over the world. But right, yeah, it, we can
0: generally it's, use Justin Trudeau as an example because he's probably even more radical on this than Joe Biden, even though he's pretty strong on natural gas. But Joe Biden, right. Trudeau in the West here in the Americas. Obrador doesn't think this way in Mexico, but certainly Trudeau and Biden do. Right. They're part of the the West. And their thing is climate change is is an existential threat. So to them, what's what they're going to think is we need China. We need the EVs from China. We need the batteries because we have to get the greenhouse gases down. So it doesn't matter to them. In fact, in Europe recently, I think it was the German economic minister. I can't think of his name. Uh, at the moment. But he said, look, we cannot do any sort of protectionist policies in Europe to save the European solar industry or wind industry because we're going to lose out on saving the planet. We're going to lose out on deployment of wind. We're going to lose out on deployment of solar because uh, the Europeans can't do it as cheaply as, as China. We therefore... We're just going to have China be the Green OPEC, and that's exactly Ken- what China is
1: doing. We're talking to Kenneth Raposa here on the Steve Mallsberg show. So the, the the cyber threats, the the illegals coming in uh, through the southern border, in record numbers, many of them unaccompanied males, according to Gordon Chang. Many of them uh, uh, go on to train with uh, AK-47s and waiting, waiting for word to do their dirty work. Uh, farms being bought up, land being bought up, Chinese police stations in the united states so we turn a blind eye to all of this stuff when i say we i mean the biden administration at this point point, because we know uh you know kerry's telling them and everybody's telling them that hey we w- without china we're screwed for the green for the future for to stop the existential threat which really is china We have to stop the existential threat in their minds of of global climate change. And we're sacrificing and giving China basically uh, a a green light, no pun intended, to go ahead and do it basically whatever the hell they want to do here.
0: Well, you know, yes, the climate climate change policy is is a huge driver the relationship with China, actually, and especially on the green side. But let's go back to the beginning in the auto industry. This is one thing that's very interesting. So the United States created the auto industry, right? Henry Ford created the auto industry. And the EV is really a Trojan horse for China because China is very smart, okay? Say what you want about China. They know that every country that's ever grown rich has been an automotive producer, a native automotive producer. Of course, they make cars in Indonesia, but there's no such thing as an Indonesian car, right? So right. Americans- right? Rich, Germany, France, Japan, South Korea. China's like, we want that. This isn't a country riding bicycles anymore to work, right? So the way that they're going to do that, the way that they're going to break in, and the way that they are breaking into the world auto market and becoming a player is through EVs because they are number one. They are the number one producer of EVs in the world. They got the batteries and they got the cars. They make both, okay? Now, when you go south of the border to Mexico on down to uh, Patagonia and Argentina, it's not a big market for EVs, okay? It's not. But if you want to look at what the number one EVs are for that that sell there, it's all Chinese. It's all Volvo. It's all the company called Cherry or BYD. Now I don't know if you know this, but Volvo is seventy percent owned by Chinese company. It's basically a Chinese company. I, I know. I know that
1: because I because I read uh, your writings. Yes.
0: Yeah. So you know, and people don't think that. And actually, what's very funny is is actually. Polestar, a beautiful sedan, it's an EV sedan owned by Geely, right? They always advertise themselves as a Swedish company. They try to, even though like 25% of them is Volvo, you know, I mean, okay, right, whatever. Right. But they, they, they're kind of embarrassed to say that they're a Chinese company. And, and I mean, it's quality item. Even Elon Musk said not too long ago, if if the Western world does not protect itself, especially on the EV side with tariffs or other tr- protection measures, Chinese EVs are just going to rule here. And again, all China has to do, let's say China wanted to make, again, Tesla's the number one, nothing touches it. Okay. Let's say Tesla wanted, China wanted to beat Tesla at its own game, which they could do. Polestar, beautiful car, looks just like a Tesla. They could say same price as the Tesla, same price, right? 50, 60,000. There's nothing stopping the Chinese government from saying, hey, look, why don't you take $10,000 Polestar off the price? We'll pay it from Beijing, and you just eat that market up.
1: Yeah. See that yeah.
0: So, so you know, Polestar sold about 12,000 cars in the United States. It's, it's small and they're doing it with a tariff, but it's a nice looking car. There's not too many sedan, EV sedans, you know, and that could they could come in and just blow it out of the water. So if you if you want to know what the next big car company is going to be, it's going to be Chinese. It's not going to be the Koreans, it's Chinese. China's next.
1: And I'll tell you, you know, we haven't even touched on the fact, uh, uh, Kenneth, that we don't have. The charging stations, let alone the batteries, we don't have um, the infrastructure to handle the increased weight in the, that, we, that will result uh, with all the electric vehicles because they're heavier because of the battery and everything that goes around the battery. So we're, we're in, a, we're in a, a real, real mess. Look, uh, tell people, uh, Kenneth Raposa, how they could uh, find you and all your writings and to keep up on this uh, issue.
0: Sure, sure. So I'm an analyst at the Coalition for a Prosperous America, and that's prosperousamerica.org. And you can find me on Twitter now, X, and uh, my handle there is at brickbreaker. So brick B R I C. That was my old Forbes handle there. So got gotcha. you there. About whatever. Well,
1: listen, a pleasure talking to you, and I hope you'll come back. And uh, this is something we really, really have to watch uh, and and keep everybody informed on. Thanks, Steve. Anytime. You know what to find. All right. Take care. Appreciate it. Yes, uh, Kenneth Raposo, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. I mean, you just keep learning more and more. Um, I mean, when's the last time you heard the the, the phony, fake, fraudulent media with their agenda all for climate change? We won't even put on climate deniers, you know, as the science has proven it. Uh, We don't have to hear from anybody who has doubts. When's the last time you heard anybody say that um, we're relying upon China? I knew about the batteries. I didn't know about solar and wind. I mean not that I care less about solar and wind cuz I ain't getting it but my point is really we're relying on China for that now too what a joke what a what a what a scary scary world we are developing ourselves into um and 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 really uh, pigeonholing ourselves into you know pigeonholing we're going to be pigeonholed uh, into our reliance of China again they'll be able to do whatever they want to us. Okay. We have one final segment left in the hour. You knew it. I knew it. I said it. You heard it. Uh, So don't go anywhere. Steve Malzberg, we're coming back right here on TNT
2: de-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective.
3: So I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, because I'm doing a climate round table tomorrow. I'm assuming that the network that invited me on is probably the only network that's left around this part of the country that actually allows climate skeptics to be on. It'll be interesting because I'm sure there are gonna be some people there to challenge me. In any case, when I walked into the hotel, the person at the front desk was from Adelaide, Australia, the city of churches. See, I learned something, right? And I got to thinking that maybe tomorrow I will spring on the people that are there for almost unprecedented climate events that have occurred around Australia that are very, very important around the climate. Now, not directly with Australia, but north of Australia. The typhoon season, despite the fact that we supposedly had an El Nino going, was way, way below normal. Third lowest ever. That's very unusual. And that was the first hint that this el nino wasn't what it was cracked up to be as a matter of fact the southern oscillation index which is the longest running metric of the el nino never got into el nino category this year until now But that was unprecedented when you had what we call the Oceanic Nino Index being so strong. That's two unprecedented things. Number three. The crash that is occurring in the Southern Oscillation Index is going to be the greatest on record from January to February. In fact, it may be the greatest on record from one month to another it is unprecedented to see January with an above SOI, and then February crashing the way this is. Now, in 1978, we had a weak El Nino going, and then it crashed in February. By the way, they had all those floods in Los Angeles in 78. How about that? The fourth thing, the unprecedented warming of the ocean just to the east of Australia in a month or two. See that? Tonight's climate and weather watchdog was all about Australia. It's because I ran into someone from Adelaide. This is TNT Climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bustoni asking you to enjoy the weather it's the only weather you got
0: the Steve Malzberg show on today's news talk radio
1: TNT folks do you know there are so many ways that you could listen to or watch TNT I mean lots of ways that, and you probably don't know some of them and so I don't want to I don't want to leave anything out so you could stream us direct from our website on your desktop your tablet or mobile device download our app from the app store we even stream live on x youtube rumble and odyssey so really we've got you covered uh, everywhere and anywhere on today's news talk t n t all right are you ready for this you know we've talked about mayor eric adams the mayor of new york city former nypd when he was running for mayor, he was on video t- t- talking about how when he was a police officer, you know, he, he dealt with these crackers, derogatory term for white people, very derogatory, got a pass on that, of course. He called Yankee Stadium on opening day during an interview with the Yankee Yes Broadcast Network. He was there and he called, referred to Yankee Stadium as Yankees Park. I, I, it's, I, you know, I don't, I don't even know what the, what the equivalent would be. You know, uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral, you'd call it uh, 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 St. Patrick's, I don't know, uh, 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 Patrick's Church. Oh, you know, it's over there on Fifth Avenue at Patrick's Church. I mean, I I, I could see someone from out of town, someone who's never been to New York, who doesn't know, saying Yankee Park, even though you'd have to be pretty out of town, or, or something derogatory, not meant to be derogatory, about St. Patrick's Cathedral or the Bronx Zoo calling it, I don't know, the, the Bronx Animal House. So, you know, something crazy. So take that. This is who this person is. But he also likes to blame people and blame people and play the race card every once in a while. And I want you to listen to this and watch this. This is pretty, pretty, pretty um, insane. Uh, when you when you listen to it and you hear it and you, you, you think what's going on here. Um, so uh, why don't we go to cut number uh, 80. no wait a minute uh well you know which one it is we talked about it go ahead
3: have you ever seen this
1: much chocolate
3: leading the city of new york and then go down the line look look who's here this is representative of the city that's why people are hating on me you're trying to figure out Why they hating on me? They're hating on me because those are... How many of you go to church? Ma'am, this is a Matthew 21 and 12 moment. Jesus walked in the temple. He saw them doing wrong in the temple. He did what? He turned the table over. over. I went to City Hall to
1: turn the table over. So, wow. He calls the black people. I, I guess that's a city count. I don't know what that is. You know, the, the panel there, whatever, whatever they were, um, they're all black. All of them, that, from what I could see. So when he says that's rep- look at all the chocolate. You ever see all the chocolate? What the hell is that? Chocolate? And I didn't know that all black an all black anything is representative of the people of the city. I didn't know the city was all black. How could that be representative? Okay, that's number two. Now, I am Jewish, proudly Jewish, so I'm not an expert on the Bible verse that he gave you there and what he said about Jesus and all that. But from what I've read, he was comparing himself to Jesus. I mean, what the heck is with this guy? What the heck is with him? Chocolate? I mean, you know, I mean, as a Jew, would I say something insulting to a bunch of Jews, call them a derogatory name? Now, maybe, I don't know, I've never heard another Black refer to a bunch of Blacks as, look at all that chocolate. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's acceptable. But if you're you're, you're, you're the mayor of the city of New York, which is not, I don't believe, majority Black, could be wrong, but I don't think it is. Even if it was, there are other constituents. So you're calling them chocolate and you're saying that because they're all black, they're representative of the people of New York City? No, they're not. But the best part, you know, I sense a little Corinne Jean Pierre ism here, only to a higher level. Poor, poor me. I'm just like, I, I tried to do just what Jesus did, and that's why they're hating on me? I kicked over the table? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really bad. It's really bad. We are deteriorating on every single level. And racism from black people against whites is acceptable all over. Uh, And also incompetence these days is not only acceptable in this country, it's expected. It's expected. Incompetence is expected and accepted in this country. And that's a real danger sign. Folks, tomorrow, we'll do it again, God willing, same time, same place, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, We're going to take a look at Tucker's interview. We're going to talk to Tim Graham of uh, Newsbusters.org and the Media Research Center. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on TNT.